This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Uh, you won't believe this, everybody, but we're behind on our going through the games what do you mean? in the NFL. <laughs> no, no, we're not. We're, we're an hour in and we've done two. E- Eagles and Vikings on Thursday night and the Chargers and the Titans. Yeah, they were great too, though. A couple of bangers. Yeah, well, I yeah. mean, I, I bet one of them already. And, right. uh, and according to our whale who's going to join us in a second, apparently it was like maybe like not a great bet. Well, we'll talk to whale about that and more coming up in just a second here. But we will get back to P squared, B squared coming up 20 minutes from now. We'll talk about my... I guess they're our, right? Even though you abandoned ship on the actual game yesterday. Yeah, I abandoned on the game, but like couldn't have a better game result for two different win totals. Our, our Green Bay Packers. Against like our Atlanta Falcons. Our I have division and Arthur Smith. Uh, our Green Bay yeah. Packers against the Atlanta Falcons. We will get to the Texans and the Colts in a battle of rookie starting quarterbacks. And the Lions and the Seahawks is a handicap that you will not want to miss. Our bets for the Jets and the Bills coming up final hour, power hour of the show. Lockmas as we move along as well. Ken Barkley giving you thoughts on the national championship and, and uh, Heisman Trophy odds in college football. But joining us right now, I mean... I think we have to demolish that you better you bet Mount Rushmore of guests. And I think it's just like a, like a statue of, of whale capture. Yeah. I think it's maybe just it's, like, maybe just it's like whale, an actual whale, <laughs> like drunk whale. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like whale's hair. That's like the fourth one, just the hair. It, yeah. it just, the guy's the best. He comes on the show with us on Friday, live in studio here at Mandalay Bay, where we're doing the show today. We, we fly back tomorrow. We're back on the show on Wednesday. Then we hang out with him on Saturday watching college football. We're with him at Bellagio, a bet MGM property on Sunday, watching the National Football League. And here he is with us now on a magnificent football Monday. Not sick of us yet, apparently. Uh, the Whale Capper, Drew Dinsick, on Twitter at Whale underscore Capper, NBC Sports Edge and Deep Dive Podcast. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's been a long time. It's Nick and Ken. How's it going? <laughs> oh, it's going great. And of course, uh, it was amazing fun hanging out with you guys. We're, uh, we're kindred spirits. Uh, watching football in a betting setting with betting friends it kind of doesn't get better than that. So overall, week one, uh, well, week two of college football and week one of uh, NFL didn't make a ton of money um, and uh, had some specific positions that turned out to be quite embarrassing. Um, but uh, I think in general, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with sort of my macro view of where we are with the state of the game. Uh, home field advantage mattered nothing at all. In fact, uh, the road teams were a net winner to the tune of uh, an average of three points a game. Now, a lot of that's Dallas, but uh, still, it was a good week to be a road team. It was also a really good week to be an underbacker. Um, you know, we're, we're in a state of flux here where you have a lot of offenses and a lot of quarterbacks who don't have a lot of, uh, a lot of reps, not a lot of familiarity preseason means less than it ever has in terms of just getting 
uh, you know, guys familiar with uh, systems and defenses and how things are going to go. So um, pretty interesting to see how the market reacts to that. We haven't seen a huge adjustment here from the average closing total of week one to what we see with the openers of week two. Uh, so going to be fascinating to pay attention specifically to a couple of these, I would say, indicator games, um, you know, games that are expo- expected to get into the high 40s, low 50s. Uh, and if, if those get bet to the under, I'm going to pay attention. And if those, uh, you know, ultimately land under, then I think that uh, kind of tells you the state we're in in terms of how you need to be handicapping totals. And, um, you know, I think I, I definitely need to reflect a little bit on lessons learned in years past, like. Oh, you know, if if you're so sure that a side is is the right side, and you know the it's late in the week and limits are fifty to hundred thousand dollars, and uh, a number gets uh, stuffed in your face, uh, there's probably something you're missing about the handicap. There's probably a reason why, um, and uh, that's kind of the way I feel reflecting on uh, the way that the Seahawks Rams Rams uh, outcome played out. I'm just gonna say, um, but uh, but enough about the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I'd I love to hear your guys' reflections on this, too. Um, it was pretty clear that there were two ha- key handicapping angles I missed. Uh, number one was if you can get interior pressure on Geno Smith, you can turn him into a pumpkin. Uh, and Aaron Donald was able to do that pretty effectively in a lot of uh, high leverage moments of that game. Uh, and if you can give Matthew Stafford time, he's going to carve you up, even if you have first round draft capital out there in the secondary or, you know, th- high round draft capital out there in the secondary. So, um, you know, Stafford was able to do it without cup. It didn't matter who he was throwing to effectively. And uh, uh, I think uh, the fact that a Pete Carroll rah-rah team, you know, get, go get him kind of coach wasn't able to get his guys more fired up for a better second half performance was surprising, especially at home, uh, you know, with uh, the fan support that they got up there in Seattle. And, um, you know, it was, it was a disappointing outcome uh, and uh, should have should have had a little bit more concern when uh, five and a half got flushed in my face to four and a half, all the way to four at a couple of the sharp shops once we were down to Sunday. Somebody had a pretty solid read that uh, the Rams were just fine offensively and that that defense was being a hair underrated. Yeah, and maybe not just – maybe that wasn't even well, – we'll talk about it when we do the game. Maybe that wasn't really pro-Rams. Maybe that was just anti-Seattle. Like maybe that's what that was. Maybe that's actually what's going to happen this year. And and I, maybe we see that as this week goes along against Detroit like huge, and we'll kind of talk about the line movement in that game maybe. Well, as we go – I know we talked right before you came on, like, hey, week two, what are you thinking? What do you like? Not sure if any bets are in the account now. Obviously, that's okay. I mean, we literally just saw yesterday the markets have only been open for, you know, whatever, less than 24 hours. But you said you had already a lot of games that were kind of peaking your interest. Give me, like, one thing that immediately stands out to you aside total market that you're probably going to bet as the week goes on. Um, I like this matchup for the Falcons a lot. Uh, I liked it before we got to, you know, kind of see the results play out from week one. Um, And I think... Uh, if particularly if Green Bay has like a repeat performance as being a market darling here, then I'm excited to see where the uh, inflection point is to come in on Atlanta here. Um, I don't know if I'm reading too much into what that defense did because they were the beneficiaries of three takeaways and two fourth down stops, uh, which certainly helped their uh, their overall performance uh, look good. But I still think um, the defense is rostered fairly well to take away a Green Bay team that still is 
very very young and i don't know should be a favorite you know you know favorite on the road uh at uh at the point at this point against a team that has somewhat of a pulse uh particularly because their defense can get pushed around with a more physical approach and they had a couple injuries that i think matter yesterday so um atlanta to me looks like a fun bet uh against the packers but i'm gonna wait and see what kind of price materializes there from the sound of your opening i think i guess we're just cheering for anything but a tie in that one huh yeah, I mean that's uh that literally that's gonna I'm gonna build that as I think the winner of that game might win coach of the year. I think that's actually like yeah. this might be literally the game for coach of the year. And uh yeah. I, I like both coaches a lot to win that award versus literally the entire field. And one's gonna have a game advantage. So like we'll have a huge leg up. Whoever wins probably moves alongside Dan Campbell for uh for Cofave. Do you agree with that, Will? Do you like either do you like one coach more than the other? Uh, I like LaFleur a little bit more than I like the Falcons because if you stack them side by side at the end of the year the falcons have clearly a much easier schedule and they're doing it a little bit of an unconventional way and while that make it some of the like the football writer hardos like really get them excited like he's doing running backs do matter look at this guy's doing like yeah that that could be like uh you know enough of a push but uh, the idea of LaFleur having a team that's this young, uh, you know, performing at that level that they, you know, we saw him against, you know, a little bit of a JV defense for Chicago. So it's tough to say that that continues through the entire balance of the season. Um, but uh, if they do ultimately perform as well or better even than last year's offense and you've replaced Aaron Rodgers with Jordan Love and you've got this entire young core of, uh, of offensive talent that just doesn't have reps, then I think LaFleur is going to scoop a ton of the credit there. And, uh, um, you know, his, his path potentially a little bit, uh, um, you know, maybe a little bit easier uh, to get to uh, division champ and the three seed, um, even though, again, I like uh, specifically the way the Falcons match up against them this week. So, um the price obviously matters too. They're both at 13 to one right now, looking at the prices that are up on the screen right now. So uh, yeah, I would lean against Dan Campbell though. Still. I, I think he's probably a false favorite in that market. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe wait until after the lions beat the Seahawks by a hundred this week. Right. Yeah. We, 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 can, we can go from there. Uh, you better, you better here with Nick and Ken on a magnificent football Monday, talking week two of the NFL with the great Drew Dinsick, the whale capper on Twitter at whale underscore capper. Um, I, I guess I could ask you about specific games here. But you mentioned while we were, before we came on, and Ken alluded to it, that you were, like, leaning towards a lot of stuff right now. You gave us a couple of things. Anything yeah. else that really stands out looking at the board right now, whether side and total for week number two? Absolutely. Uh, New England is exciting to me, particularly because I, you know, they were a pretty hot side in week one. They should have covered. They should have maybe won that game. Um, and uh, now they're taking on a Miami team that's going to get their tires pumped all week about how exciting that offense was. I, I think – a ton of the Miami takeaway for me was Mike McDaniel is a much better coach than Brandon Staley. Uh, and now he goes up against, uh, you know, somebody that matches up, you know, more, um, you know, more effectively in terms of creating schemes. So excited to, to potentially go back to the well with the Patriots, even though that was an absolute heartbreaker yesterday. Um, excited to go back to the, or excited to go to the well with Indianapolis. I think, uh, that's they've rightly flipped favorite now that we know that Anthony Richardson is going to be fine. I see Indianapolis as a clear second best team in the AFC South based on um, strength of that roster combined with uh, just in general, the juice that we've seen from Anthony Richardson. So uh, Colts make sense to me under a field goal. Uh, watching carefully to see what happens with the Chargers Tennessee market. Uh, there was obviously a little bit of Chargers money that showed this morning. Uh, completely understandably because uh, 
uh, Tennessee was absolutely miserable. Like the, the 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 most juice on offense for the Tennessee Titans yesterday. And Nick, you know this because we were sitting next to each other. It was Nick uh, Westbrook Akinne. Nobody else on that Titans offense had any juice it whatsoever. Was, uh, it, it was referred to by as the uh, as the nut low by some people. <laughs> <laughs> it was that game was just miserable. And uh, you know, I think as much as you want to kind of knock the chargers and their coaching, some things in general, like that, this offense should be able to be, you know, find their, find their uh, rhythm in the passing game against the Titans defense. That's a pass funnel. Um, so keeping an eye on that market to see if there's uh, you know, if that comes off a three more sincerely, but somebody did come buy back some Tennessee at uh, at a plus money three. So that might be more of a two way deal. Uh, I think Minnesota's offense is probably going to score a buckets of points on Thursday night football against Philadelphia. I think the question there is going to be, do you play over 48 or do you take the seven and a half, seven and a half starting to show up there? Um, and then uh, I think um, uh, there's going to be a moment where you really have to either hold your nose and take Chicago plus the points or just skip that game altogether because this adjustment for Tampa Bay is pretty aggressive. And, uh, you know, Chicago's a team I don't mind betting against if uh, DJ Moore is going to be able to create some separation. And I don't, rate the uh, you know the tampa's zone defense and what justin jefferson did i think sets up a pretty nice template for chicago to do some of those kind of offensive uh, you know scheme decision makers and and kind of put tampa in a little bit of a uh, a tight spot there so i can't even believe i'm saying this out loud but i might back chicago this week it's really funny that like you know, Nick and I will be typing stuff in the chat, obviously, Will, while you're talking. And sometimes you'll say stuff and like all nod. And then you say what you said about <laughs> Chicago and Nick like sighs and then type like, yeah, me too. I, like it's funny that like everybody can look at the board and we're not all going to be on the same side. I kind of disagree on that game, but that it like you're, you're kind of speaking to both of us in terms of certain things that you're saying. And, uh, and that we've all gone through this. I mean, Monday, we've all gone through that process. Right? Like a lot of people are like, they're going to get to the games on Friday. They're going to start looking like, no, 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 Sunday night. We were already like, oh, no. Uh, oh, oh no! no. <laughs> like, oh, we might really yeah. have to, like even with, with a lot of the decisions that we have, but the Rams at a big price at home against the Niners after what we saw against Seattle. Who knows? Uh, well, we have a couple minutes left. Just want to make sure we save a lot of time for for Monday Night Football tonight's game with the Bills and the Jets. Just any betting thoughts that you have? Going to be like a ton of interest. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers debut with the Jets. A lot of people think the Bills have the chance to go to a Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl this year. Bills by two and a half, the number in the market right now. Mm. Any thoughts right now? Bills Jets tonight. Any bets that you like? We have about ninety seconds to go. Yeah, I mean, I. This is, I don't think we're going to see the same type of game state we saw last night. There was obviously some fluky stuff that turned that into just an absolute runaway for Dallas. Um, but I do see similar potential mismatch when you're looking at the Bills um, defense against the Jets offense. That's sort of the standout, uh, you know, kind of head to head here uh, that I think favors one team over the other. The Bills offense versus the Jets defense is a true stalemate. Like if the Bills get, above 24 points i think it's because their defense is contributing um and so for those reasons i think the under is the right look this has come all the way down to 44 and a half right now uh first bet i think i made on this was 47 i got most of my um uh action in at 46 and a half i still think anything over 44 is a bet to the under um, and uh, would guess that the right side is the Bills, but again, that's only because I think there's a decent chance here the Bills can keep the Jets bottled pretty well. Um, I am prepared for uh, the worst, which would be a week-long narrative of the Jets offense doing like amazing things and Aaron Rodgers being like the talk of all of NFL media space. Like that happens like i'm literally t checking out like i'm tuning out i'm no oh, more podcasts no more no more tv like, no. 
no, 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 no. That happens. And then, like, maybe, maybe get, we get to bet Dallas to annihilate their offensive line next week and maybe a better number than the market right now. That's not crazy. That's not crazy at all. Uh, but uh, I just, I'm, I'm not here for any kind of Jets actually reaching their, uh, their potential or even exceeding it offensively this year, uh, particularly through the first six weeks of the season. I would much rather see this thing fall apart at the seams and, you know, Rodgers and Hack pointing fingers at Hackett and, uh, you know, really questioning like, well, wait, wait, who, why are these guys, why, why is Lazard wide receiver two and Cobb wide receiver three again? Like, who's, whose idea was this? Like, what, you know, like there's, there's definitely some, there's, there's definitely Gina, some potential name, for this to name's fall Aaron, apart. His, his name's Aaron Rodgers. Right, uh, yeah. So Whale, right. so Whale, Whale likes the under in tonight's game with the uh, with the Bills and the Jets. And I'll say this for Whale because we we got to run here. Big hug guy, bunch big, of hugs this week. What? And I got to tell you, like I'm sure it comes across like actually like one of the nicest guys. Yeah. Uh, and one of the best guys, uh, best handicappers also at Whale underscore Capper NBC Sports Edge in the Deep Dive Pod. My friend, we'll talk to you soon. Yep. Yeah, best of luck, guys. Enjoy enjoy the uh, rest of the time. The great Drew Dinsick here with us on You Better You Bet. Coming up next, back to P squared, B squared. We'll talk about our Packers against our Falcons. I guess they're both our team, right? We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network.